It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 304 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Immortal Again. Today is April 23rd, 2021, and this is Jen. I'm going to start out with my week in gaming, which has been a little bit weird for me because, as I think I mentioned in the previous episode, that I had a sinus infection. I um, still have it. I'm fighting it. I'm on antibiotics, and oh boy, did I underestimate how tired that would make me be. So I haven't been able to do much gameplay, and what I have done, I just haven't recorded because I just didn't feel well. You know, it's kind of like when, like, I don't stream, but I do watch a lot of streamers, and when they're ill, they take a day off, so I kind of thought, well, I don't have to record all this stuff. I'm still playing uh, Necromancer, uh, Softcore Necromancer, and I just started putting up some of my earlier videos from Season 23 on bookofgen.net. The link to that will be in the show notes, as will everything else I'm going to talk about today. So I was just playing a little bit right before I started recording, and the most recent thing I did was hit 60 with the Necromancer and finish off the last of the bounties you have to do for Chapter 3. So it's not been super exciting, so I'm not really concerned that I didn't feel well enough to record it. But once you hit 60, I think things start moving a little bit quicker. So there should be more stuff. The videos I posted on Book of Gen, there's like six of them from Season 23. And that includes the Challenge Rift that was the Demon Hunter one at the beginning. Eventually, these will end up on YouTube. You can watch them for free either way. So it's it's out there. I'm trying. I just can't even explain how tired I am from antibiotics. In addition to my other chronic illnesses that make me tired. So... I'm trying. So that's all I've got as far as my week in gaming. But there's so much other Diablo stuff to talk about for this episode, starting with Diablo Immortal. The second Diablo Immortal closed alpha has arrived. You probably have heard about this if you're a Diablo fan and you want to play Immortal. There is a blog post that Blizzard put together. I'm not going to read every word of it, but it's called Diablo Immortal Closed Alpha The Crusade Begins. And this introduces the Crusader which is kind of cool because I don't think they had that one in the previous alpha test. So they've added the Crusader class. I assume they'll be adding other classes later in upcoming possibly alphas or maybe betas or something. But right now it's all about the Crusader. I mean, there's other classes you can play, but this is the one that they're focusing on in testing, which is kind of cool because I remember in Diablo 3 when they introduced the Crusader after Reaper of Souls had come out and there was an alpha and a beta to test out the Crusader. So this kind of follows a pattern with how Diablo does stuff or the, the Diablo teams do stuff. I'm sure they interact, you know. So a couple things to know about this. There's a note that says Diablo Immortal is still in development. Game content in the closed alpha is not final and subject to change. So they have that. They're, uh, they began this closed alpha with a limited number of Android players in Australia. So if you uh, aren't an Android user and you're not in Australia, that could be the reason why you did not get into this. 
With some exceptions, I've noticed there's a whole lot of really well-known, interesting, talented Diablo 3 and Diablo games streamers that have gotten into the, the closed alpha. And I think that's a good idea for Blizzard overall because... If, you know, if the goal is to show as many people as possible, hey, here's the game, we've been working on it, here's the new stuff, and then you hand it to people that are incredibly talented at Diablo games to begin with, and have the capability to stream for hours on end, you get a lot of eyes in front of your new upcoming product. So I think that's a good idea. I also think it can appease some people that didn't get in but really want to know what's in the game now. So I think they're doing well as far as that. You're not going to please everyone, though, because there are going to be people that are like, well, why didn't I get in? Well, you'll get there eventually, one way or another. I mean, the game's going to release sometime. So in this closed alpha, they introduced some new endgame content for testers to experience. They raised the level cap from 45 to 55, and they added the Crusader. So that's the new class, and... It's lovely. It's a lovely crusader. The one they've got in the videos that they've posted on Twitter and probably elsewhere is a female crusader. And she's black and she has, um, I think her hair is kind of braided. It's hard to see because it's mostly you're focusing on, you know, this giant demon she's trying to fight. And then the camera turns and it shows her and she's got all the glowing crusader, you know, stuff, the giant shield and all of that. And it looks pretty cool, honestly. It looks really good. It says uh, the information on this says the crusader is a mid-range hybrid caster slash melee colossus and one of five playable classes along with the barbarian demon hunter monk and wizard in the diablo immortal closed alpha and right now they're focusing the gameplay testing in the closed alpha solely on those five classes with the necromancer to come in a future testing phase so that's the next class they're going to roll out just so you know i'm sure there were people that really want the necromancer I'm kind of into the Necromancer right now. I've been playing it in Diablo 3. It's fun. So, I mean, that's cool. There's some new zones and dungeons in here. And they've got some little videos in this blog post. But they also posted them on their social media. So you can check that out too. It's got some lore in here. And um, I'll dig into that at some point in the future. But there's like one area is Mount Z Zavian? Zavian? Home of the Monks. Um, so that kind of indicates maybe if they add a monk at some point, maybe that section would be significant to that player class or group of people that like to play monks only, but also to the lore with the characters of the monks, I guess. And then there's the frozen tundra, which is the region around uh, Mount Ariat, which is where the barbarians kind of started out. So that might be something for that. And there's going to be more. There's also PVP, which is interesting. <laughs> Because um, there's not really any PvP in Diablo 3, as you all know. I mean, you can go fight in the... Uh, there's one little area you can invite, you know, your group of four people to fight each other in. But that's it, you know, and it doesn't have any really high stakes, you know. But this... Yeah, there's a couple of things happening here. So there's the Circle of Strife, and there are three factions that are waging war for the Eternal Crown. It's an ancient source of power central to the cycle, cycle of strife, not circle. And so there's the adventurers, the shadows, and the immortals. So if you start as an adventurer, heroes will start as adventurers. So you start off as an adventurer. That's just, there you are. Your character is an adventurer and can take on daily missions to quell the churning evil and journey the world. Once ready, adventurers may t make the decision to challenge the throne as a shadow or seek out an invitation to join the ranks of the immortals. So you're going to be an adventurer until you hit 
whatever these you finish these missions or you hit a certain level or some some point where you get to pick if you want to go with the shadow or if you want to go join the ranks of the immortals here's what you do um if you become a shadow then uh all shadows tasks advance their goal of initiating the rite of exile which will be explained later on in this i guess and uh, there's a competition even from within. They fight among themselves to discover the strongest candidate, take on the immortals before this important rite. Shadows who have rallied under a single banner to form a dark house, also explained below. They should have put this all in one thing, man. Um, will challenge shadows into other dark houses to qualify for the final showdown with the immortals. Only the top dark houses will qualify to participate in the rite of exile. So to me, this sounds kind of like a guild. Kind of. I don't know much beyond what I just read to you there. So that's what the shadows do. And then those who uh, become what the light fears embrace the shadows. So that's kind of neat. And then the other part uh, is prove that the eternal crown is rightfully yours as an immortal. While only one hero, the immortal leader, can wear the eternal crown, those counted among their closest allies from the immortals faction. Once you have successfully claimed the throne and become the immortals, your goal will be to grow your dominance as an immortal and defend your reign against shadows and their dark houses What you uh, that see you as no longer worthy. So... There's that. There's different things, you know, you can do in here. Um, it's There's been some stuff described, well, kind of shown in video form on social media where the shadows are going to try to raid the immortal vaults. And so if you're playing as the immortals, you need to stop them. If you are the immortals, then you can get, looks like a special raid. Uh, whenever the immortals are ready, they can spend Essentia. I'm not sure what that is in the game, but it's something you accumulate as an immortal. And attempt to, attempt the raid. Up to 48 players can participate simultaneously with the goal of taking down four bosses within 30 minutes. So that's pretty cool. You know, if you complete it, uh, you get powerful loot and you get the blessing of... Daedessa to immortals and adventurers. This buff provides a bonus to elder rifts and fills the immortals vault. So it's cyclical. You know, here's a thing that the immortals can do to fill up their vault. And then that entices the shadows to come and take the stuff from the vault and it just keeps rolling. So I think that could work out pretty well if you happen to be on, for lack of a better term, a server where it's a balanced group. That might be interesting. So there's that. Um, there's some battlegrounds, circle strife battlegrounds and stuff where the player and the heroes will first test their metal. And it, I think you've probably seen people stream some of that. There's a thing called a heliquary, not a reliquary, a heliquary. <laughs> and um, if you finish the main quest in Bilefen, heroes will reunite with Deckard Kane in his workshop. So that's... That's pretty cool. You get to hang out with Deckard Kane when he was younger in his workshop. And it makes me think of the Westmarch Workshop podcast. That's another Diablo podcast. And that's kind of cool, too. So uh, Deckard Kane will introduce you to his new barbarian friend, Ray Rayok, a young man from Ariat. 
Rayak, alongside Charcy, an old acquaintance from the past and a blacksmith, has been developing a device called a Heliquary. This machination allows heroes to locate powerful demons and trap them. Once the demons are defeated, the Heliquary can turn their demonic remains into power the hero can take advantage of. So you just recycle the demons with it, I guess. That's kind of nice for the world, I suppose. Maybe not so nice for the demons. And there's all this stuff you need to do. There's an essence transfer vendor. I'm not sure how that all works. And there's some frequently asked questions here. And the first one is, how do I take part in the closed alpha? The answer is currently the closed alpha is primarily limited to Android users in Australia. The next question is, why Australia? And uh, the answer to that is, we anticipate a couple thousand players will be able to take part in the closed alpha. Mobile game development can often benefit from multiple rounds of public testing by holding this limited closed alpha in a smaller region. We'll be able to take in valuable server stability and client performance data as well as critical gameplay feedback to ensure that Diablo Immortal feels like a great experience before going wider in the future. So right now, this is what Diablo Immortal is going to support, at least for the alphas, I guess, maybe in general. Um, It says, we're aiming to bring epic Diablo gameplay to as many devices and players as possible. The Diablo Immortal technical alpha will be playable on Apple devices and Android devices and have the following minimum requirements. So if you've got an Android device, it's um it, there's it's listed in here. Uh, one of them says version uh, Android OS 5.0 Lollipop and higher. I'm not reading all the rest of those stats. For Apple, you need an iPhone 8 and higher and version iOS 12 and higher for or yeah for that. So that's some things to know. It's definitely going to be you know something you can play on an iPhone as well. I'm hoping that tablets count for that because I think it's got to be similar ios but anyway it, it this to me makes me feel like maybe i will be able to play this as part of an alpha or beta or something um you know along with all the rest of the mac users that get left out of a lot of gaming so that's i think the key points from this big blog post that uh diablo posted about this and i'll link in the show notes that as well as the little video it's a 21 second video that introduces the crusader who looks so freaking cool so that's that's just something to see there's also little videos of the new uh zones mount zavian zavain i'm not sure and the frozen tundra that's in a little video moving on to uh podcasts about diablo hearthstone to hell is still going on they just well shazam just released episode 21 and looks like from what i can see here of the description he talked about diablo 2 resurrected news and david kim leaving blizzard and what he shazam has done in gaming that week then Westmarch Workshop uh, posted episode 207, which is called I'm a Believer. And that one is about, uh, let's see, it looks like Nineball talked about his experiences in the Diablo 2 Resurrected Alpha, along with some other stuff. So you can go check those out. Those seem to be the most recent versions of each of those podcasts. And that's all I could find that put one out uh, within the last week or so. So... Go check those out if you're uh, when you're done listening to Soulstone, <laughs> or maybe before. PC Games has an article titled Diablo 2 Resurrected Interview, quote, we're not trying to fix Diablo 2. This is an interview with design lead Rob Gallerani and lead artist Chris Amaro on making, quote, an authentic remaster of people's childhood. So it's interesting to me that a lot of these video game sites are really, really picking up the Diablo 2 stuff. I haven't seen as much on Immortal in a while. But they're actually, like, they're digging into Diablo 2 
for this. And it is a full on, you know, interview with, you know, questions and answers and a lot of interesting screenshots. And one of the things that was asked in here, uh, okay, the person questioning says, uh, the person doing the interview says, one of the things I tried to do immediately was access the secret cow level. Are the cows coming and how are they going to look? Both of the people interviewed said, there is no secret cow level. Interviewer says, are you sure? And uh, one of them says, you're just taking the audio from this interview, correct? Not our facial expressions. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. The cow level. Um, there was a question about how many people took part in the alpha test for the Diablo 2 Resurrected. Is that it? I want to say remastered, but it's resurrected. It's I don't know why I keep going to that. So that was the question. Um, how many people took part in the alpha test and are you hoping to expand on that number in the next test? Uh, they don't know. Someone answered they don't have the exact number, uh, but it was easily tens of thousands of players that got into that. And I can't say exactly how it was spread out because most of it was a lottery, right? However, we did try to make sure we got a nice spread of people from different regions and that we had streamers getting into it, mostly because they could then reach other players. So that goes back to what I was saying before, where if you put your new game in the hand of streamers, you know, in the hands of streamers and ha have them play it, especially if they're well known for that franchise, like, you know, all the Diablo streamers that primarily play Diablo, maybe some Path of Exile and stuff like that that's similar. If you give them access, then everybody gets to at least see what's going on, even if they can't get in. So I guess uh, that's what Blizzard people are thinking as well. So it's something to think about. I don't stream because it's difficult for me physically, but you know, a lot of people do, and it's great that they're all getting the chance to not only play the game in front of a bunch of fans of theirs and fans of the game, but to be able to then talk about it on podcasts and do some write-ups and whatever else. So I think it's good. You know, I, I don't feel the need personally to be really negative about not getting into the alphas or whatever. I was originally because I was of the impression that the first immortal alpha didn't play on a mac but I, or on an ios device but i guess it does so whatever at some point we're all going to get to play the games you know this one diablo 2 resurrected all of it it's going to be there you know in addition so pez radar adam fletcher he tweeted pictures that were in the blog post that i mentioned about the diablo immortal alpha that's going on right now and one of them is the shadows and the other is the immortals and it's really fantastic art. So if you already knew everything that was in that blog post and just want to see some art, I'll put you know the link to that tweet into the show notes at shatteredsoulstone.com because it's, I, I really like my backgrounds in art ed. I really love amazing art, especially for like stuff I'm interested in, like Diablo stuff. So you might like it too. It's really cool. I don't know who exactly did it, but it's pretty neat. And to move on a little bit, so Maxroll, they're always doing interesting things. And one of the interesting things they've done is a D3 planner overlay Twitch extension setup. This was created by Facefoot, who I'm pretty sure is in the technical alpha. And uh, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure. Like if, okay, if you are a Diablo streamer and you are playing Diablo at a certain time, or you're playing one of the alphas for whatever game, or betas, or whatever, and, and you follow Shattered Soulstone, I'll see it, I'll see your little tweet that says, um, you know, going to be streaming whatever the game is, and I'll retweet it for you so you get more eyes on your channel. So do that, 
if that's you, because I want to help out, you know, content creators as much as possible. So this D3 Planner Overlay Twitch Extension Setup, it's a tool available to streamers that allows your audience to see the skills, passives, and gear you're currently wearing. It's very easy to set up, and the D3 Planner Overlay can be changed with a few simple clicks right from your creator dashboard. And then here's, like, it's a walkthrough of how to get this extension added and if you want to do this, you can just follow right along. Um, there's how to configure it and what it looks like when it's the final product. So that's kind of neat because that way, you know, while you're playing, you don't have a bunch of people going, oh, what gear are you using? What skills are you using? It'll be right there. So I can see where that would be useful because then people can just see it. They don't have to, like, ask you the same question over and over again. There was another one. It was written in March, but I'm going to revisit it anyway. Um, it's from Max Rolls, written by Rob, and it's follower mechanics. And I remember looking this over. I may have even mentioned it in a previous episode. I'm not sure. But at the time, I was like, okay, well, when the season starts and I'm ready to play, I'll, I'll check this out. And then forgot about it. So I'm looking at it again, and it's got a lot of information on what to do with your followers the mechanics, uh, you know, what they can wear, what stuff has emanation, which means you share it with your follower if you give your follower a special piece of gear that does something cool then you'll get that effect as well or that bonus as well and there's a handful of things that can can do stuff the sage's journey which i think i took the time to craft can uh, give you some bonuses to uh, death's breath that drop because this one emanates so i'm going to like put that on a follower and see what happens because i always feel like i've run out of death's breaths you know so that's kind of neat and it's just just all this this stuff everything like what should you put on your follower and what works best and just so many details and like if you only like one follower you can just look at the information for that one because they're all in here and it's so detailed and this is stuff that I would never be able to put together. So I'm always impressed with what people can do on max roll because it's just so detailed and I don't know how long it takes to make, but it's a lot of work, I'm sure. So moving on a little bit away from Diablo, but still within Blizzard. The Blizzard CS for the Americas tweeted out on April 19. Did you know that even new computers can have out-of-date drivers. Make sure your drivers are current by following the steps here. And there's a blog post, and it's called Updating Your Drivers and Operating System. And this has to do with, um, let's see, yeah, even new computers could have, like, not up-to-date drivers. There are specific video card advice for World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, StarCraft II, Diablo III, Heroes of the Storm, and Overwatch. So you should check those out if you think your computer's acting kind of weird and doesn't have the right drivers. And you can view this if you have you know, Windows or if you have a Mac. And um, the Windows one has a whole bunch of like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Here's a bunch of drivers to download. With the Mac one, it says... Uh, a software update is an incremental update of the Mac OS and its applications, security updates, device drivers, and form, form, firmware updates. For Blizzard games, it's not important to download and install all software updates as our games are designed for the latest version of the supported system requirements. So this is one situation where it's easier to be on a Mac than on a PC, for whatever that's worth, you know? <laughs> I mean, but if your game is, like, acting weird, maybe try some of these things and see if that helps you out. 
And then moving on to World of Warcraft specifically, they have been doing a thing with, they're raising money for Doctors Without Borders, which provides medical aid where it's the most needed anywhere in the world. And in order to do that, it's something they've done as a charity drive kind of thing before with pets in World of Warcraft. And there were two pets that could be unlocked if the Warcraft community as a whole sent enough money to uh, Doctors Without Borders. And the way you did that, I can't remember if it was like you bought the first pet or if you... There was some way to do it, and I can't remember exactly. The first pet has been unlocked already, and then just on the 22nd, which was yesterday, the group of people that were interested in this and had the funds to do it were able to unlock the second one, and it's a sloth, and it is so cute, and its name is Daisy. So if you're into all of that... If you still play World of Warcraft, if you play sometimes, go in and check to see if you've been given this pet because once the certain dollar amount is hit, all players get access to those two pets. So I I know I got the first one. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it was, and I know I clicked on that, I think. Maybe I should go and do that later. And then you can get the second one as well. And it's just kind of a really nice way to raise money for a good cause and also give the pets to people that maybe can't afford to, you know, spend money on stuff like this right now. Cause we, we're still going through a pandemic. Most of the world is still affected in a lot of ways and different areas are worse off than others. So there's probably people that are, if they're able to pay for a Warcraft subscription still, that might be the only way they're having entertainment and they might not be able to pay for a pet in the past. It was buy this pet or for yourself And that money will go towards whatever their good cause was at the moment. Or buy it and gift it to a friend and then same, same. But with this, everybody just gets it. Whether or not you're able to to put money in. And I think that's really good of Blizzard and World of Warcraft teams to understand that this is a way to raise money for something good without entirely relying on just, you know, like rewarding only the people that can afford it right now during a pandemic when there's still a lot of unemployment in places and stuff like that. So, and the pets are cute. So if this is something you're into, go check it out. You might already have it. If you've got a Warcraft subscription and you know, it might be fun. There's been some fun little videos of uh, people using the pet. and all that. So <laughs> it's kind of neat. And I think that's where I'm going to stop for this episode. I'm not sure how long I've been babbling on about mostly uh, Diablo Immortal, I suppose. But it's been fun, and I hope I made sense because, as I said, I'm still kind of tired from the antibiotic. And now I'm going to close the show. You have been listening to episode 304 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your thoughts, contributions, questions, and feedback to our Twitter at Shattered Stone or Facebook Facebook.com slash Shattered Soulstone. You can also leave a comment on the Shattered Soulstone website website at ShatteredSoulstone.com. Thank you for listening.